Hi, everybody. Uh, this is Austin Arthur. Uh, it looks like we're going to be here on the Post Punk uh, Mute Musicians podcast today talking about my album I'm releasing uh, under the title Sequoia. The album is uh, Systemic Epilepsis, and I'm hoping to release it uh, Friday, uh, April 30th. turn the mic on when i come back what's up this is the post-punk mutant musicians podcast we're here again to do a listening party i've got uh jason walter here with me what's up jason what's up jason hey, hey what's up what's up what's up what's up uh along with jason of course we got rick along with us hey rick what's up guys and as you heard from the beginning there we have austin arthur um and his new project that he has with us hey austin how are you doing Hey, uh, hey, all! I'm doing great. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for being a part of this, man. Uh, it's really good to sit here uh, over the digital realm and talk to you about this and listen to the new album. So, um, yeah, kind of got us through this project. Uh, how it started, who all is involved, and everything. Uh, we heard just a little bit of the samples that you hear in the beginning. We're about to get to the meat of this, but yeah, go ahead and uh, fill us in on this. Oh yeah, sure. Um, so Sequale basically started uh i think i i began the project around i want to say august or so of uh 2020 and uh my whole thing was a uh, the there was a a band uh by the name of gargoyle that had just released the album and uh it kind of in a similar vein you know, uh as you i guess you'll hear when the you know the actual songs come through that, that was just the intro song right there uh I just trying to you know set the mood going forward but uh basically i just wanted to make a uh prog metal or you know like a, a different album than i would usually be making like a, you know, i usually make more heavier stuff and i wanted to expand what i've been doing lately uh and i, I so i made some rules for myself you know like uh no double no double bass kick drums and no blast beats and i needed to sing a bunch uh, but the idea was to make like a dissonant album that was more simple than I typically make music and that uh that I sing over mostly, which I I'm not a, much of a singer, uh, but you know this is my first real foray into actual clean singing. Well, uh, and for our listeners here, if you're not familiar, Austin Author has also been a part of uh, Tromgeist, and uh, you had your other solo project that was mostly a noise and um, lots of screaming and double bass called In the Sun. Is that correct? That's right. That's correct. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. actually I think that's the first album I picked up and 
I found out about you was that when I found it at the old Gransky's location. And I was like, oh, this is $6.66. I am sold. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was, uh, that, was, that was definitely, I think, around that time we met, too. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. Um, and you speak of doing the vocals on this. I'm, I'm glad you said that because I was curious as to who it was because I did not recognize you as the vocalist for this. I was like, who's <laughs> this guy? This is pretty fantastic. Oh, yeah. This is all this is 100 percent me. And except like the drums are, you know, done on a computer, they're programmed. Uh, so I didn't perform them. Unfortunately, I'm not that good. Uh, <laughs> but you still program them so this is got yeah. you all over it and that's arrange them yeah yeah, yeah that's, that's a good way to put it yeah yeah um yeah fantastic well i'm, I'm gonna hand it off to jason here too and keep this moving along jason what do you think man yeah that was an awesome opening track it was really ambient and you're right austin like it really um it's a i was expecting you know um like metal and maybe doom and it just that opening track it really felt like a um, kind of soundscape and uh so my question especially with the lyrics is uh was that a poem that you had written or um was that something that you wrote that was meant to be sort of sung uh, so kind of talk about the songwriting process with the lyrics on that. Um, and, you know, and also what was the, what were the lyrics about? Because it seemed to me like it was maybe a love poem, but I feel like I project that a lot. So I'm not sure I don't want to make any assumptions. But uh, yeah, so tell us about the songwriting process on that one. Oh, yeah, no problem. Uh, you're 100 percent right. Uh, it's a love poem I made recently. Um, actually, uh, I got inspired to write it. I was not planning to have an opening uh, like intro track like this to the album. Uh, but I got inspired because uh, me and my uh, fiance, we were watching uh, this Netflix show, Ginny uh, in Georgia. And I think a few episodes in the main character, like decides to do like a Def Jam poem. And I was like really moved by it. And uh, this whole album is really uh, about my love for my fiance. That's kind of, it's really, it's, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's a, uh, it, that's what it is basically you know i was just expressing that uh and i, I wanted to lay that foundation uh, with the intro track but, but i made that poem really quickly uh i think like the day after i saw that uh episode of uh, on netflix jenny and georgia and yeah i just i just felt like if i you know if i could i could get that image across of what i was trying to express and then have the ambience in the background to set kind of like the tone of where i'm headed uh that's, that was my goal there but uh thank you for noticing that man yeah dude it was really beautiful man yeah uh, all right i'm gonna pass it to rick yeah no that's that was I, I like this intro track um like say i'm excited i'm excited to hit play on this next uh this like i guess like the first like musical track on here i just want to i guess we like before we get started like like, like say i listened to this uh album earlier this week and yeah like i was really you know for, for what you're saying about the vocals i was really impressed by the vocals i thought as people were going to hear on this first track, uh, Effigy of Reproach, like, like your vocals on this shit is, they're super haunting. Uh, like, they were giving me chills and mixing that with the dissonance. I don't know, like, I've, really, I've, appreciated you, I've appreciated you a lot of, as a musician over the years and seeing all your awesome projects you've done, Austin. But, like, this is, like, another cool, like, look into, like, just, you know, I guess, like, the madness behind, like, you know, your creative talent. So let's fucking do it, man. Effigy of Reproach.
is pretty goddamn epic. That's that's what you're going to get out of this album, I'm telling you. Um, so we talked a little bit about the uh, the lyrics, at least uh, for the intro and everything there. I wanted to ask you, Austin, uh, your approach with this record, at least, was it mostly like you had a lot of lyrics that you wanted to put music to or you know, the music kind of was there formulated in your head? You just needed to get it out and then everything kind of coincided with it. Like, what was your approach with this album? Okay. Um, I would say mostly it was the music first. And I knew I had like a concept. Uh, well, this song, I wouldn't say really applied to the uh, like concept of the album. This uh, Effigy of Approach is more uh, kind of like a ode to the famous, the infamous Augusta Monument. It's just, you know, a racist statue. It's like pretty blatant blatantly racist you know the yeah. inscription on it so uh that was yeah. this 100 what that song is about whereas the rest of the album was definitely more uh focused on uh my struggles and relationships and with my partner and like uh just what like love in general you know just like the sort of balance between like uh sort of peaceful like idea of love and like the reality of it and how difficult it can be and how like i'm trying to get through it I, w- I would say it's something like that. It's interesting to hear you say that because um, whenever you look at, I guess the synapses that are firing off for love and for hate um, within the brain, it's it's something that's kind of intertwined. Like they're kind of you know, right or, or uh, gathered within each other kind of thing. So that switch between the two of them can be uh, very quick in a sense in all all humans and everything. So starting this off kind of with hate and then it going into or about hate, not really a hatred you're projecting on me, but starting off kind of like that and going into love is kind of interesting. Almost uh, that we're putting that hate, uh, establishing it, saying what it is, and then kind of moving on from there, I guess. Am I getting that kind of right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, there's just some loud thunder. I was <laughs> I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Yes, of course oh, we're doing. Really, I hope so. That's <laughs> uh, okay. Rick's all the way in Chicago. He'll keep us going. Okay, <laughs> <we> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess uh, some of my point with that too is like, yeah, we do have this fucking statue downtown Augusta that really needs to be gotten rid of, as well as in North Augusta where I'm at. There's still like a monument there to all these people yeah. that died, and like, oh yeah, that one guy. Like, even though. Anyway, that's not what yeah. we're here about. We're here about to talk about the album. Um, yeah. uh, sorry, I got distracted by all the rain and everything that's going on here too. So I guess I guess the album's just ep- epic enough for like God of Thunder awesome. just rain down on us right now. Anyway, I've lost my train of thought. So Jason, take it away, man. <laughs> well, awesome, man. That beat on that song was so great. It was kind of abstract, but it was you know it was kind of like almost angular, but it was still like really bumping. It was like I was. Uh, dancing in my seat when during that song um, and I really like the instrument like the beginning of it's kind of uh, has some instrumentation to it so by the time you start singing like you've already had like you know a good 30 seconds to a minute of the song and uh, so great job with the arrangement on that too um, I got Marilyn Manson vibes from the song I hope that's like uh, I hope you're cool with that I'll take you know? that okay fuck yeah cool cool yeah so <laughs> so I mean uh, and I guess so the two questions I want to ask are first is like who are you, is it, is this whole record just you? And secondly, like, is it all um, real instru- instruments or are you doing anything digitally? 
Um, and then of course, like, uh, so if you dig that Marilyn Manson nod, like, I'd love to hear about like, you know, what you think about Marilyn Manson and like you, especially growing up too. Okay. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it's, it's just me, uh, except for like the program drums and, uh, I did do some synth. It's kind of, uh, there's like, you know, like VST MIDI synth throughout the whole record, but it's kind of uh, automated like volume wise to when I want it to be like a little bit more in your face than not like throughout that one, like you might not have noticed it, but there were parts where it would kind of stick out a little bit. And then it, I would, I would make it, you know, quieter throughout most of the, most of uh, the rest of the song. Uh, but yeah, as far as um, Marilyn Manson goes, uh, you know, I was never a big, like a huge fan, but like the singles uh, growing up as a kid, every time I heard like a Marilyn Manson single would be in my head all day and I'd be like, this is awesome. <laughs> so I, 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 I kind of, I appreciate that vibe that you got from that. Thank you. What was your, what was your all time favorite Marilyn Manson single? Uh, probably just the, the beautiful people probably. I, I, that one stuck with me as a kid, I think. And then uh, my cousin, I caught my cousin one time playing guitar and he was playing that riff and it inspired me. I think I was probably like like nine or 10 or something like that. And I was just like, what? How, how are you playing that? <laughs> All right, let's do a quick category. So we just heard Austin. What's, what's Adams and Rick's favorite uh, Marilyn Manson single of all time? Mine, mine's Dope Show. I, that was my favorite because it's such a weird dance tune it was gothy it was dark it was sexy it was a great song all right adam adam and then rick uh it was the eurythmics cover that they did that um i really liked i was already like knowledgeable um from the first record a friend of mine made me a copy of their album so i loved like lunchbox and stuff like that but then um they they came out with kind of a remix album that had a whole bunch of weird shit on it and noise and everything like that and it was the uh eurythmic song that escaping me right now um the, sweet the, dreams sweet dreams thank you yeah sweet dreams sweet dreams yeah. <laughs> i could Sorry. forget sweet dreams dude dude i have mind blocks it, it's okay <laughs> yeah that's a good one right, what about rick what about rick i mean i would i would probably have to say sweet dreams too i mean i'll i'll be probably the contrarian one here i'm not really a Marilyn manson fan i it never really vibed that stuff never really vibed me yeah well you're you're uh you know how old were you in like the late 90s too how old was i in the late 90s uh yeah. like 10 11 and 12 yeah 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 i like <laughs> actually but i mean i was still listening i don't know i mean i was listening to like offspring and like system of a down yeah totally uh, but i don't know i just didn't uh i guess like the the industrial stuff never made never made its way all the way to be i don't know yeah I'll tell you who I'm a bigger fan of that uh, Marilyn Manson played with, though, is John Five. It was um like his third or third or fourth album. They had John Five come on, and that dude is a phenomenal. Uh, Austin, you know who I'm talking about? Oh yeah, he's sick. Yeah, he's one of the few people that has blended country and sick ass metal together like in one swoop, <laughs> and it sounds yeah. fucking brilliant. All right, so Rick, yeah, if you want to uh, go next. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that was a tight song. Um, like I said, the next one up is uh, Council of the Flies. Uh, so Austin, like, I, I guess like one thing I'm going to listen out for, because you mentioned this earlier, I'm going to try to listen out for some synths on this next one. You got any uh, synths coming up on uh, Council of the Flies? Uh, yeah, they come through here and there. Uh, you, you may notice it, uh, especially towards the end. Uh, you'll hear that. Well, hell yeah. Well, I mean... 
for those of y'all listening, you need to strap in. This one's an epic one. It's about eight minutes. Uh, like I say, this is a. I thought I actually really enjoyed like like I saying going back to like listening through earlier this week. I really enjoyed listening uh, through this one. And I thought this song was just like. Uh, I mean, I got maybe not exactly from. Maybe not exactly, maybe not exact, but um, I got some Opeth vibes and like the epicness of this song coming up. Um, just like just the the grandiose nature of it. So, uh, 100%. Thank yeah. you. Hell yeah. Well, let's let's fucking do it. Uh, Council and Flies. <laughs>
Fuck yes. Uh, so I, I wanted to talk a bit about the artwork that's on this because truth be told, while I've been listening to this epic songs, I've uh, been folding some uh, J cards for the tapes that are going to be coming out of this. So I'm sitting here staring at the art itself. So uh, Austin, if you could tell us about this. Um, it's hard to, hard to really describe over the radio kind of thing, but you, they'll see a picture of this, of the cover okay. for the podcast and everything. But yeah, tell us a, a little bit about that, if you will. Uh, sure. Um, this uh, art was done by my fiance, Katisha Tiller, uh, probably about three years ago. I believe uh, it's been sitting on our wall uh, in our bedroom uh, since then. And, you know, I see it all the time and I, I always loved it. It, if I could describe it uh, like a, some sort of caricature of a, a very voluptuous uh, woman uh, made up of water with like fish and just like just ocean life inside her. And then there's like a guy with like long hair suspended in the water like he's like drowning, I guess. Uh, and it just kind of for me for this album, I think that's that's it. it, it there couldn't be a more fitting uh, piece of right. art created for what I was going for here. So I, I had to use it. I was like, please, please, baby, let me use this art. <laughs> <laughs> so she wasn't willing at first. She... <laughs> no, she she was, but I was still like, I please let me yeah. like that's how I had to, that's just how I came at it. Like, <laughs> yeah. You gotta show that passion to make sure you get that project because I, <laughs> yeah. I understand that. Uh, yeah, it is a beautiful, beautiful piece, man. I, I really, really do love the the symbolism within it. And yes, I agree I hear that water, that depth um uh, that you go into with this album it's really uh, excellent thank you yeah and um so at the, at the top of this you mentioned that you were really inspired we, we keep talking about things that are uh we get out of this for myself it's actually mastodon especially that track it really reminds me a lot of mastodon um kind of oh, yeah. mid-range stuff and everything i fucking love that kind of feel to it but gargoyle you said it was a um is a jap the japanese band gargoyle Actually, it's. I think they're in. They may be in Texas. Texas. Uh, it's a gargoyle. If I could spell uh, G A R G O Y L. Uh, uh, without. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah, without the e on the end. So, uh, I think the uh, one of the guitar players is uh, in the band called um, Revocation. It's like a pretty popular modern, I guess, prog death metal type band. Yeah. yeah. If, if that's uh, a good way to describe it but uh, uh their sound though is kind of like it's like it's dissonant prog metal like that's that's kind of the foundation of like kind of a, certainly more virtuistic like riffing than what i'm doing and then like a lot of more uh harmonies uh than what i'm putting out here but like the uh the singing over is more in lines with something like alice and chains you know it's really weird but it's like it, it works. It, it's a really cool sound, in my opinion. But that that one hundred percent set me on a path to like go after a similar sound. And there's definitely other influences involved here. Mastodon's a, a, always been a big influence for me, and no matter what I make, right? Do you find yourself uh, with other albums like having those different influences? Like, what were some of those that you had? Uh, what the other albums I made? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, Traumgeist is heavily inspired by Gorguts um, and, and then various other yep. like extreme metal uh, influences, some, cool. a lot of doom, uh, things like that. And just trying to cross those together in a like an original fashion is usually the goal. 
and then uh like my other project uh in the sun is uh it was initially inspired by a band a doom metal band called bell witch uh out of um portland and uh, yeah. it's just a drum and bass band but they they make a hell of a song uh sound you know uh, uh you know and then i also include certainly other influences like uh leviathan and lurker of chalice that kind of stuff and then i recently put out an album actually while i was doing this album uh i decided uh, well what the, my thing was here was uh i didn't want to like mix the album you know i mixed and mastered it myself here uh in my home studio which i i guess i call uh, rhythm of defeat which is the name of the first in the sun album by the oh. way i uh, just been kind of giving it that moniker just to put on like descriptions for the albums and stuff uh but um Bonus. Uh, I I yeah yeah <laughs> but uh <laughs> but uh, uh yeah. yeah i lost my place <laughs> that's right <laughs> tangent tangent yeah well, that's a good time because i think jason's itchy for a question right now <laughs> okay yeah yeah, please. Uh, yeah man, it, was, it was quite <laughs> a barn me. burner it was a barn burner man it was an awesome song you know it was a uh, epic it was great um and so, and Austin, you're, you're from Augusta, right? Didn't you grow up in Augusta? Yeah, I was born in uh, Jacksonville, uh, but I didn't really live there. I was pretty much raised here in Augusta. So, so uh, I'd like to ask you about like just the scene growing up, man. Like, like you, like your earliest experiences with music, because you mentioned like drum guys and stuff. And I just love to hear about like, you know, uh, your, your background in Augusta playing music growing up. Oh, sure. Um, let me see here. Like, I, I, I think when I was seven or eight, I think I was seven and I, I got a, uh, well, actually, let me go further back. I, when I was about four, I got a drum set and I destroyed it immediately. And the next year they got me an electric drum set because they're like, hey, I guess it'll last longer. It, it turns out it didn't. Uh, I beat that thing up too. And then uh, when I was seven, they got me an acoustic guitar, which also wound up being destroyed because I was a pretty, I was pretty nuts as a kid. Uh, then I then I got an electric guitar uh, when I was eight. This is all just like you know cheap beginner equipment for well like size for children of course. And um, uh, I had that guitar for quite a while, and I didn't really I didn't really mess with it much. I think I broke a bunch of strings like pretty quickly, and then I just let it sit there for many years. I think until I was about thirteen or so, and I uh, I finally got them to buy me a new set of strings, and I just started teaching myself how to play on that and they eventually you know got me a better guitar and it just kept going from there and there you know uh focusing on guitar uh for most of my teenage years and I, uh, let me see here after uh okay yeah the, the music scene so i believe i my first show here in augusta was um when i was in seventh grade i think i was about 13 uh it was a it was a show it was glass bottom boat which i let me say this must have been in 2007 or no it was 2006 uh glass bottom boat um a band called three uh it's like a a pretty interesting prog rock band i remember uh, three yeah yeah i don't remember who else played that show but i was just i was just floored and after that i think uh the next thing I went to, my sister uh, took me to Vans Warp Tour, and I, I, you know, I wasn't really going to like local shows much or anything, but I, I you know, just going to like a big festival, 
that but really who, who was playing me. Warped Tour? Who was playing Warped Tour that year? You went. We might have been in the same year. Oh, it was um 2006. So, uh, some of the bigger names were like 30 Seconds to Mars. Uh, uh. <laughs> Bullet for My Valentine played that year. Uh, uh, you know all the indie bands. Of course. Yes, I think yeah. I think you were there the year before. I went in 07. Okay, where'd you go to? Um, the one in Atlanta that when they when they stopped in Atlanta, there was um. I mean, they said the people I was there to see was like was like Bad Religion, and uh, nice. Yeah, I think Newfound Glory was there. That was cool. That's awesome. But yeah, then I think um, after that uh. I think I went to like a, I think when Lakeside was still doing the battle of the bands at that high school, mm -hmm. I attended one of them and I was just like, this is absolutely what I want to do, you know? And I think I, I wound up not really attending shows regularly or anything, but I, I started going like when metal bands would come to town, you know, I, I think I yeah. saw the black Dahlia murder, you know, several times and I just other Dude, we were we were probably at a lot of shows together Austin. oh yeah like i, yeah. I definitely i definitely 100%. remember playing one of those lakeside battle of the bands and i remember uh going like those where you at the black dahlia murder show with uh them toxic holocaust and skeleton Witch. yes that yes. was a brutal fucking show that that's probably that one, awesome. of my, one of my favorite memories of all time yeah, yeah. that's that's crazy that we all of our lives would would intersect later on well yeah was there that, was like hun, uh, over 100 people there man like the place was that the halloween one yes yeah. halloween yeah okay they also came uh before that um that was the first time i caught them it was uh mm -hmm. with uh another band called arsis and i think a few other ones but yeah. i remember uh arsis was super yeah because arsis's guitar player eventually joined black dahlia yeah. right yeah he's you're the right current, he's the current lead guy for black dahlia yeah holy fuck yeah See, this show is educational as fuck. <laughs> exactly. We're getting into we get into band history and like, you know, story arcs of yeah. different bands. You know what? Hey, but you know, I think speaking of like story arcs, like we're coming up on the titular track. Um, titular track. <laughs> for this album. And, um, you know, it's it's been it's been a few minutes since we have some music. So, yeah, Austin, you want to tell us anything about what a what a systematic ellipses means? Yeah, uh, before we kick this one off, systemic, systemic um, ellipses. Sorry. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess without divulging too much information, uh, my partner started having uh, ep epilepsy uh, recently after we had our second kid uh, just oh, this past uh, May. Uh, so about eleven months ago, and which was kind of tough in quarantine. It was pretty wild. Um, but yeah, but, you know, we've been dealing with that like. You know, just trying to get it solved. It's it's taken quite a while to get it like calmed down and stuff. You know, there's a lot of sort of things that come into play and affect yeah. it. And uh, I would say just kind of experiencing that, like this this song is more. This is probably the most like like lovey dovey of the songs, uh, 100. Uh, and you know, if, I would say musically, it's the most simple. Uh, you know, there's still some odd stuff going on i try to keep that throughout but i would say it's the most simple like song structure um you know uh i think you know it's, it was a fun song to make i i, I really want to keep doing this sort of uh sort sort of stuff nice uh, 
100%. Hell yeah, man. I mean, Austin, you're laying it all out there in this album. And I kind of really appreciate that about you. Like, thank you. You know, you're a good ass dude. And, you know, like best, like say, well, I'll definitely keep, you know, definitely keep your, your, uh, your partner, my thoughts. And yeah, let's fucking, uh, let's, let's do it, man. Let's, let's get another, uh, one of these badass tracks going. All right.
So I've been wanting to ask this question, and I think this track is a good one to ask it on, because I would be remiss if I wouldn't, you know, make sure that one or two listeners out there that are complete gearheads not know what you are using on these epic guitar riffs that you're playing. Okay, that's a great question. Um, but for the entire album, actually, uh, my my whole setup here was to use the uh, v- a VST amp. Mm-hmm. uh relatively like clean like setting on there but to oh okay let me back up so i recorded directly into the computer okay uh, and then i sent it out of my interface through my pedal board uh gotcha. you know so and then i guess i could explain um i think uh the left side audio is using um uh my my big um rat pedal Uh, as the distortion sound and then the right side is using uh like a muff fuzz Mm -hmm. uh and you know i just wanted i i love the sound of fuzz gotta you know like combine it in there somehow and it it, i think it worked for this one but you know then all of that getting sent in to the computer uh which serves as like the amp itself so that way i didn't have to like mic an amp and uh use you know have to like move the mic all, all over the place and try to get the same sound over again right um, i found it to be, the to be a pretty easy process yeah so basically you're taking your guitar channel um uh, feed it into two separate um uh, two split then the stereo left and right to two different uh distortion pedals and then back into the computer and uh effects using the computer and the modulation that it has well uh Yes, except um, that I recorded uh, like there's uh, four tracks of guitars, uh, except Mm. for console to flies. It was too hard to do four. I just Mm. did two on that one. (laughs) But uh, uh, cheapskate. God, (laughs) I know. Feel feel so ripped off. (laughs) Yeah, you should. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so like the. Yeah, so it, it was like for each one of those, I would pick rat or muff. Mm-hmm. you know and then it was split up to be you know, right and left uh, just right. so it would kind of it would kind of distinguish themselves and yeah uh, meet together in the middle yeah that's what we can contribute to that watery sound is having those two different like the fuzz and the bitterness of the rat like uh feeding back off of each other it's that's fucking oh, yeah. awesome that's a, that's Thank a brilliant you. idea man hell yeah man what do you think jason is that a brilliant idea or what yeah it's an awesome fucking idea man yeah um, but hey that was another epic track awesome that's another fucking Thank killer you. killer track um so it seems like with you in the pandemic like you've been super productive and super busy and um i was just wondering you know have you have you you know what's what's it been like for you pre-pandemic and during the pandemic as far as like creativity and music making and recording and all that stuff and and also you know, uh, how much do you miss playing live and how often have you been thinking about that? So yeah, man, just talk about kind of like the your pandemic uh, world. Okay. Um, I would say pre-pandemic, you know, uh, I, w- I was focusing on uh, my my band Tromgeist and working with everybody in there. You know, we contributed a, a track for, I forget which episode it was of uh, Episode um, seven, no, uh, eight, I think it was eight. Okay, eight, yeah, and uh, 
you know, that, that was actually our new lineup that we have going on now, uh, besides the vocals, of course. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, so we been, we were working on that and I was actually about to go on tour with, uh, one of the guys we added, uh, like the week before everything got shut down, <laughs> it was a really big bummer. Um, but, uh, to answer your other question about, you know, creative process and how it's affected me through the pandemic, I'm kind of like pleased with how it's affected me. It's, it's really odd, but I shifted, um, all of my creativity, like everything I work on or like pretty much anything I want to get done. I do in the mornings now before I head into like my nine to five office job type deal. Uh, I, I usually wake up like, you know, and five something and, you know, eat and do everything I need to and immediately rush into my music room and try to get as much done as I could. That's like how this whole album was done, except for uh, times when I, I wasn't going to work because of quarantining and stuff. Uh, but, you know, uh, like I, I'm, I'm just kind of focused on, you know, taking my time on projects now. I, like it's just kind of giving me a different perspective. And I'm, I'm like really enjoying how I do things now with doing that. And I'm actually like I'm doing a lot of woodworking now, like instead of music while I'm uh, uh, just like trying to do that, like in the mornings and stuff. It's just peaceful for me to like actually like get stuff out of me before I go to work or before I do the rest of my day. You know, I feel like I, I have a better day when I do things like that. I hear you, man. I'm a morning person myself. Get up and like do uh, musically creative things and everything. Yeah. It's something no, one cares. no one cares about you. Adam. This isn't about you. <laughs> I'm just saying like uh, there's other it's people that love up. that early morning kind of feel like it's a, it's a good time to get up and just immediately go at things. And no, uh, we're, 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 fresh we're, coffee. Yeah, yeah. I mean, way to wake the day, you know. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go to Rick. What you got, Rick? Oh no, I mean, well, we're coming up on the final track. Um, you know, and it's funny that we're talking about like getting up early because this is the it's penultimate dawn. So, you know, imagine dawn and sunrise and you know stuff like that's probably on your mind often um, when you were uh, recording this. Um, yes. Yeah, uh, this song being more. I would say uh, just kind of dealing with death. It still has, it still falls in line with my theme in ways, you know, uh, but it's it's definitely a more death themed and, you know, just kind of confronting that, uh, I guess, in my my own way uh, here. And it's more of a, my, it's probably the doom track, I would say, like, I don't know. But yeah, I'm always like throwing in, there's always like a little bit of black metal and a little bit of doom, no matter what I make. It sounds like a hell of a way to close out an album. So let's, uh, let's get into it, man. This is uh, an ultimate dawn.
so that was Sequele. Oof. I mean, just pretty epic shit. What a good way to finish this out, man. Thank you. Nice. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah. And this is coming out um, available on digital tape and CD. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Um, shooting for Friday, April 30th. Nice. Uh, Ho- hopefully um, this this will this podcast will be out along the same time too man sweet yeah yeah um dude thank you for sitting down with us and everything like uh going through the album it's it's been a pleasure oh man it's a pleasure for me man Uh, y'all are y'all are always doing so much for musicians in the area and the region and i I really appreciate y'all bringing me on here yeah gotta love your scene because there's a lot to love man absolutely Jason, what you got to say? Oh, shit, man. Well, um, thanks for being part of what I consider your family. Like, like if you have any music um, and, you know, the, the animation that I do and um, and if you obviously, like, you know, Pizza Hell, um, you know, I feel like you're what I call, like, the inner circle. And um, I just, I've always appreciated you, man, big time. And it's, it's good to talk to you and hear your voice and, um you know, it, it really bums me out that like the movie that we have your song in, the Song Guy song, it's like that festival got canceled a year ago. And, um, you know, uh, I got to gotta figure some shit out maybe this summer or I don't know when, but man, I, I really still want to have that festival and have that song played in the animation on the big screen, you know, maybe at the dining gym or something. Um, so yeah, I hope that happens because you know uh, I I would just hate to not to show that episode because fucking you know the pandemic happened and stuff. So uh, so just you know wanted to say that to you. I want to say it to everyone out there that you know the uh, first point fest hopefully will still happen and yeah. we'll all get to see that That's fucking good. epic ass song on the screen. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Which, which reminds me to ask you if this project is something that you can do solo live um i you know i've sort of considered it before uh i don't know if this is something i would want to put another band together for or or not i'm not really sure uh you know i i feel like i could handle the guitar playing and singing because that's kind of how i how i wrote it Mm -hmm. um but you know it would be a challenge but I, i think i'd be interested in doing that well just have to see how it plays out nice yeah sorry jason for interrupting but i had to know that and that's that's a good answer right there yeah and to you jason yeah thank thank you very much i appreciate those uh kind words um and i can't wait to see all you guys too it's been so long yeah. rick i'll tell you i mean yeah I, I agree it's been too long but and you know also another thing we can agree on this like this is one epic as fuck album uh holy shit austin like 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 I, i've always like say since i got to know like since i've like met you and got to know you man you know over the years like i've always like really appreciated your art really appreciated your music and just like you like mean your talent your skill and i also like just like you know what you bring to the table as far as like being a part of the scene you know you're a great dude really approachable really really personable and like yeah this this one is just like there's just this just banger after banger this is a a great fucking album um too true. You know, now I'm gonna be ripping this like riding around Chicago over the summertime now. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah. So yeah, just really, Thanks, pre- 
yeah just want to say thanks man for coming on thanks for talking about it uh thanks for sharing you know everything and uh yeah this is a you know we'll see each other again before we know it you know there'll there'll be there'll be shows again before we know and we'll all be hanging out drinking beers you know and talking about how this crazy thing that happened a couple years ago you know (laughs) oh yeah i can't wait look forward to that day right on guys what what day is that what's the date for that um it's it's tentative it's <laughs> to be contingent contingent on it but hey you a few things when right. that date comes out you'll get it here folks that that's right music <laughs> you'll yeah, be in the inner circle yeah you'll be in the know you'll and we'll put you in the know well thanks everyone thanks for tuning in it's later Thank austin you. later jason later, later guys, everybody